saving me time. I'm coming out of Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. The Bible says, And it will come about after this, that I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will display wonders in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be those who escape, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Praise God. Praise God. But the, the verse I want to focus on in the beginning here is verse 28. And it will come about after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams. I, I, God has officially declared me old because he gave me a dream two weeks ago, and, and it was a confusing dream. I woke up extremely anxious and agitated, and I had to go to God. I had, I had to pray. Prayed on and off for two days before he spoke what he was speaking to me. And I'm not going to declare the whole dream, but I'm going to give the interpretation God gave me of the dream. But the biggest part was I'm like, I don't know exactly where, but I'm like in a park or at a river or something. And I set my Bible down. I set my Bible down on a rock or a log or something and, and I'm doing whatever and then I turn and my Bible's gone and I'm, and I'm looking everywhere I'm just scrambling and running through the, through the woods and stuff looking for my Bible, looking for the word I'm, I'm looking for the word I'm just desperate to find it you know. And um, so I get on my phone and I'm like calling people and my phone starts freaking out. I'm trying to, because I'm, I'm trying to seek God, and I'm looking for his word on my phone, and I'm going, and, and the phone is just going nuts. It's going crazy. And then it starts flashing my name on there, Phil O'Brien. And it kept, and it was speaking it, Phil O'Brien, Phil O'Brien. And I wake up. But before I wake up, I'm like getting my car, and I go to Rasan's house. <laughs> When you're a detective, man, you gotta find who's on this other line. You gotta find who's 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 doing this. You gotta find this out. You know, you're a detective, man. You gotta help me. Then I woke up. That's why I woke up. <coughs> but I'm like, I'm, I'm I woke up frustrated that that I couldn't find my word, and I and I, I was actually in the living room taking a nap in a recliner, and I got up and I went to my bedroom. And I, Laid my hands with all my Bibles. <laughs> like, I got the word, but I'm going like, God, what is, what is this? What, what, what are you trying to say to me? And then after two days of, of praying and, and going through this dream in my head, God spoke to me saying, 
in the coming days, the Bible is going to be taken away. And it needs to be written in our hearts. Amen. It has to be written in Amen. our hearts. And, and the evil is going to get worse and worse. Somebody, to me, that's pretty worthless and evil. But somebody steal somebody's Bible. <laughs> but if they do, I hope they open up to the Ten Commandments and read where thou shalt not steal and maybe bring it back. But, you know, you never know. But the Bible tells us the evil is going to get worse and worse. And then we can't have, they tell me, we can't have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. Amen. And we have to be totally sold out to Jesus. And we've got to rise up and walk in his power children of God. We've got to rise up, walk in the power and authority that he's given us. We have to confront evil and overcome evil with good. Amen. We have to overcome evil with good, and we can't forget it's a spiritual battle. Don't try and do this on your own. He was speaking to me, but if he's speaking to me, I know I'm his child, and I know y'all are his children. He's speaking to all of his children that we never can forget to the spiritual battle and not try and do this on our own and carry things and overcome things because we can't do anything outside of Christ. And we have to endure. We have to endure. Whatever comes our way, we have to stand on stand on that rock, which is higher than I. We have to stand on Jesus Christ. But So you don't think I'm making this up, and I know y'all don't, but we're going to go to God's Word because I believe every time that God speaks to you, backs it up in his word that'll line up with his word and that's and everything in this as I was doing it I'm like over the past two weeks I'm going through and I found a whole lot more verses than I'm going to use to back up what God spoke to me in, in that dream and in my prayer time with him about the dream but it needs to be written in our hearts and I'm not, I'm not going to read all of them because of um, time but I'm going to speak all of them. But in Psalm 119, verse 11, the psalmist talks about God's word being in his heart. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, Paul talks about the Corinthians being a living epistle, not written with man's hand, but written by the Spirit of God in their heart. So the word needs to be written in our heart, but how can it be written in our heart if we don't know it? How can it be written in our heart if we don't know it? We've got to get in this word. We've got to read. We've got to ask him. And it's got to be part of our prayer time, reading the Bible. We can't just say, okay, I've got to read the Bible now. We've got to go. Remember how you pray, but I always start off thanking God for his word, that it's truth. To give me more knowledge, more understanding, more of your wisdom, God, mm -hmm. and more discernment. Just unfold your word, and Holy Spirit, unfold this word to me. You inspired men to write it, so you brought this word into men's hearts to pin it down. Unfold it for me. Mm -hmm. Make it simple for me. Give me something. Give me something I can chew on that I can meditate on today. Help me. And if we, and if we ask Him, He's going to give it to us. I remember when I first started reading the Bible, it was like I made a deal with God that I would read my word if he delivered me from the drugs and alcohol.
and I'm reading it after six months, I'm, I started crying, and I threw the Bible down on my mom's back porch, threw it on the ground at my feet, and just started crying. I said, God, I told you I would do this, this, and this, but you got to give me something. Kept reading, reading. Two weeks later, nothing. The next week, Luke 12, 32. What is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I'm like, praise God, and I started crying. <laughs> I mean, just that's something that, that he wants to give us all his kingdom, but he wants us to seek him. Yeah. You seek ye first the kingdom of God and yes. his righteousness, Amen. and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. And evil gets worse and worse. Tells Jesus tells us in Matthew verse 12 that evil is going to get worse and worse in the end times. And in the end times began when Jesus laid down his life and took it back again. We're in the last days, I believe. And made me look up evil. I, I, I'm proud of myself. I've been a little investigating here. <laughs> thinking about you when I had my dictionary out for sign. But evil, I, I wanted to define evil. Evil. Anything morally bad or wrong. Wickedness, depravity, sin. Anything that causes harm, pain, misery, disaster, etc. Does that sound like anything that any of us go through? I mean, in this world, I mean, all you have if you don't go through it, you get bombarded with it. You turn on the TV, you get the commercials, there's some depraved things that they're just showing like it's supposed to be normal. And, 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 and we've got to guard our hearts, guard our minds, our eyes, our ears. We, we've got to fill ourselves with the Word of God Amen. so much that there's no room for any of the world. We can't let the world get into us. Amen can't let the world get into us. We've got to be full of the Word of God. That's right. and, and if we're full of the Word of God, what carries the Word of God? The Holy Spirit carries the Word. So we've got to fill ourselves up, guard ourselves against evil, all this worth, I call it worthlessness. It's, it's, that's how I understand it. It's, it's worthless. It, it does not, nothing but bring people down. Evil brings you down. Good lifts yeah. people up. Mm -hmm. Evil makes you depressed, makes you anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. Good is when we put it in God's hands because Jesus said only the Father is good. Why do you call me good? Only the Father's good. We've got to put it in the Father's hand. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus. Because the only way to the Father is through Jesus. Mm -hmm. We have to go through Jesus to the Father. Then he can fill us. His spirit can bear witness with our spirit and give us that peace and that joy that the world, this evil world, is dark <laughs> and it's getting darker because Jesus tells us it's going to get worse and worse. It's not going to get any better. But I believe his people, his children, need to get in the word so we can be stronger, so we can walk this thing out and the world don't get into us because nobody can steal our joy if we don't allow them to. Yeah. And the joy we have is in the Lord. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. If we encourage ourselves, we know His Word, we can proclaim His Word in our life. Yeah. 
By his stripes I am healed. Amen. By his stripes I am healed. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. Amen. I, don't say, oh, I feel weak today, and I'm guilty. <laughs> Man, I just I can't do this. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. We have to have his word in our heart so it can come out of our mouth because what proceeds from the heart is what's inside of a man. It's not, not what goes in, it's what comes out. And it's, but if we're taking in God's word, we're going to have encouraging words to speak to each other, to speak to anybody we come across. When somebody, two or three people pulled in front of me on the way down here, I was like, oh, wow. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time, but I was, you know, I was been meditating on this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, praise God. Keep them safe, Lord. Keep them safe. Praying for people I've passed that are walking down the road, Lord. Keep that young man safe. Keep that lady safe today, Lord God. Get them home. Get them to where they're going without any problems, with no incidents. Just, but we have to have that word in us so we can let it out. We've got to, got to rely on God. We've got to totally trust God. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. Can't be walking like this on Saturday night, Sundays, on Wednesdays, and then. Over here going nuts the rest of the week, you know, with everybody else in this world. That's right. we, we, he didn't take us out of this world because he wants us to be a light in that darkness. Mm-hmm. And and tells us in James chapter 1 that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And that when we pray, pray believing, or expect to receive nothing. Don't expect to receive anything if you're not praying, knowing that God will deliver. He's going to answer your prayers. He's going to answer your prayers if you pray according to his will. And if it's good, if you're praying for something good, not greed, not not just good for me, 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 me. But when we're praying for something good, if we're praying for somebody's health, we're praying for somebody's provision, we're praying for our brothers and sisters, from our heart and praying for this world from our heart, God's going to hear it. And he, He's going to use us to be beacons of light. He's going to use us to cover people, protect people that we love. He's going to use us to change our environment, Amen. to change our culture. Because too many churches and too many Christians who don't know the Word, who don't get into the Word, allow the culture to affect the way they walk. And the culture should not affect the way I walk. I should affect the culture around me. Amen. When I'm talking to somebody and they, they're talking like the world, and then they look at me and they go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going, between you and God, bro, just because you would talk like that or whatever, don't mean I have to participate, but I'll be praying for you. That's what we need. We need to always... Take the things that offend us and, and turn it into a prayer, that individual or that situation. Put it in God's hands instead of putting it in our lips <laughs> and going, look, buddy, if you keep talking like that around me, we're going to have a problem. What's that going to do? Provoke him to anger. What if I go, hey, man, it's all good. You know, and then then pray for him. Say, God, 
change his heart, touch his heart, Lord God, you know how to use me to reach this guy or to, to, you know, put somebody in this path that's going to show him your life and your life and speak life into him and, and to soften his heart, prepare his heart for your love, Lord God. He needs your love in his life so he can get that chaos, he can get that anger out of him, Lord God, because he has anger that shouldn't cause me to be angry. It's easier said than done sometimes, you know. It's easier said than done sometimes because somebody attacks us. We've been taught our whole life. You know, my dad told me, if I ever hear you getting in a fight outside the yard, I'm going to whoop you. If I hear you running from a fight, I'm going to whoop you. If I hear you starting a fight, I'm going to whoop you. But, you know, I'm like, well, I'm getting whooped one way or another. So I was taught <laughs> somebody's attacking me, we'll attack first. You know, and that's totally not what God wants me to do. say that, I'm just saying, bro, it's all good, you know, don't worry about me, and then pray for him, you know, but, like I said, it's easier said than done, but, if we don't have the word of God in us, if we're not spending time with God, if we're not strengthening that relationship, because God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he wants us to have a relationship we just have an individual relationship with God, who is one, but he's three persons, just like we're three-dimensional. When we're three-dimensional, we've got, uh, we've got this flesh with the spirit, and we have a mind, or our soul, who we are. Mm -hmm. And God's three-dimensional. We've got God the Father, God the Son, who is the Word, and the Holy Spirit. He wants us to have a relationship with each one. And, and Jesus said, I will come back. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I will come back. But until then, I'm going to send another comforter or another helper, somebody to walk beside you. He wants us as Christians today to have the same relationship with the Holy Spirit <coughs> that the apostles had with Jesus Christ when he was walking the earth. He wants us to have that same thing because the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a it. It's, he is a person. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a person and he wants us to have that relationship. We've got to learn. I can't tell you how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. God's word will reveal it to you through prayer and, and through reading of his word and, and through people he puts in your life. It, nobody can tell Rasan and Marshall, how their marriage relationship should be, except for the two of them, in God's word. Amen. You know, but it, it, who who are we allowing to lead us? Are we allowing God to lead us, Amen. or are we allowing this world to lead us? But we have to be totally sold out for Christ. Uh, one more. I'm gonna back up a second. Can't have one foot in the world and one in Christ. It's it's a verse that um. Marshall used two weeks ago it's Hebrews 11.6 what, what does it say? It is impossible to please God without faith or without faith it is impossible to please God so if it's impossible to please God without faith we're Christians we're supposed to believe every word of God is true we're supposed to believe he is who he says he is 
that he is, the great physician. He's, he's our deliverer. He's our healer. He's our protector. Amen. He's our shield. He, he, the lover of our souls. Yes, he loves our souls so much that he came and laid his life down Amen. on the cross so we could be covered by his blood. <coughs> and, and, and pretty much, he, we say yes to him, I will trust you, and I, I commit and surrender my life to you, Jesus, so we can get in that right relationship with God, so we can receive the Holy Spirit, so we can walk pleasing to God. Because we can do all the good in the world that we want to do. And without Jesus, we're still going to hell. It, 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 we have to let people know that, that, especially people we love and we know, and then, then Christians, brothers and sisters, you know, the wheats and the tares grow together. But it doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to say, hey, bro, that, that, that's wrong, man. Show you. And if I don't know God's word, I don't know where to take him. <laughs> I don't know where to take him, brother. But we can pray. I mean, because I don't know every scripture, but the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance what we need when we need it. And if I'm doing it out of selfishness and out of contempt for this guy, the Holy Spirit ain't going to give me anything. But if I'm doing it out of love because I care, man, I don't want you to go to hell. I want, I want you to come. I, I know where I'm going when I leave this world. I want you there too. You know, but we've got to walk in the truth. Jesus says we have to endure to the end. He doesn't say if we can confess him today and live like hell tomorrow. We, we have to, you know, he'll love us. He'll love us all the way to hell, but we're not coming back. We're not coming back. But if we surrender to him, we're going to live forever in his presence. And, and, and we, have to, we have to love people enough to be sold out for Christ. And, and, and Mark, here we go, Mark chapter 16, the familiar verses. chapter 16, and I'm going to read verses 15 through 20, but I want to focus on verse 20, because we have to be totally sold out for Christ. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who is disbelieved shall be condemned, and these signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak to speak with new tongues, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, when the Lord Jesus spoke, had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and set down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. We can't expect to lead ourselves into doing great things for God. We have to work with the Lord. 
allow him to work through us. We have to, in us working for the Lord, I think it's John chapter 6, verse 28 and 29, they were asked Jesus what do we need to do to do the works of God. He said, believe on the one that he sent. Believe in me. Commit and surrender to Jesus. Yield. Surrender. Let him take over. Because I can speak for myself, didn't work out good when Phil was in charge. It, 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 and, and, and sometimes if I try and pick something up that I lay down at the cross, it starts getting twisted and, and bearing to the left or bearing to the right, and I got to come back and beg forgiveness and lay it back down and say, God, help me, Holy Spirit, help me, teach me to walk in Jesus' footsteps. You led him. When he was in the flesh, you led his flesh by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He was anointed by the Spirit. And, and, and you're the same Holy Spirit that abides in me. Teach me to yield. Help me to yield. And then he'll take me to God's Word and, and, and to my knees and pray. But we have to be sold out for him and trust him with everything. Trust him, period. Whatever he asks us to do, most times it's not going to make sense in the flesh to most people. It won't make any sense at all. It doesn't make sense to me when he tells me to do a U-turn and go back and talk to somebody in the medium strip. And I'm like having to dodge cars to get over there and to speak to somebody. It doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense sometimes if you're in the store and God goes, pay for the food. What am I going to eat? Well, you, you know, I could do that, or I could pay for their food. But if I, if, if I know it's God, and if it's something, He's asking you to do something good, it's from God. He's asking you to do something off the wall. You better check the spirit that you're listening to. We have, we have to. That's why we have to be in God's Word. We have to have it written in our hearts. Because it's not going to get any better. The things he allows us to run into, the things we see, the the earthquakes, the floods, the the murders, the, the violent crimes are just getting worse and worse. You're starting to see them more and more frequently. I know when I was in high school back in the 80s, Richmond, I believe, was somewhere in the 80s. Richmond was like per capita, the number one murder, murder capital in the country. And I'm like, I didn't see it. And I was out there running the streets and stuff, you know, but I didn't see Richmond as such a bad place. But I was walking in darkness, so I couldn't see anything. But when we go into anywhere we go now, we should be that light. Because even in Walmart and, and even in, in some churches that you might visit, you walk in and you just feel the, it can start dragging you down, you know. And then, then you have some who are trying to tickle ears, you know, trying to tickle people's ears. Preachers are preaching what they think people want to hear. They want to fill their seats. And... And it's not of God, and, and he warns us in Timothy about that. But we've got to rise up. 
Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear. If we're children of God, we're supposed to be radiant lights. We're supposed to be radiant lights that affect people's lives around us for the better. We're supposed to draw people are supposed to be drawn to the light. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world. We have to open up everywhere we go and let that light shine. But we also have to walk in his power. We have to walk in the power of Jesus, not the power of Phil or the power of Gretchen or anybody else. Susan. <laughs> but Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to read verse 17 through 20. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. But he's, he's given us the power and the authority to carry out his mission. He came, laid his life down, was buried, rose again, ascended to heaven so he could send the Holy Spirit to empower us to good works. And, and good works... In, in includes speaking the truth in, in confronting evil and that's what I'm getting ready to get to confronting evil and overcoming evil with good in Ephesians chapter 5 this is Ephesians chapter 5 verses 11 and 12 actually I'm going to um, Seven through fourteen. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and in truth. Try learning, try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, and do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. We have to expose evil. We don't run from evil. We expose evil. Jesus exposed evil when he came up on the demons and, and gatherings. And he got out and he said, who are you? He said, we're many. And, but he confronted them and then cast them out with the same power, same Holy Spirit that we have. We don't have the fullness. We're not, we're not Jesus. 
none of us are Jesus, but we have to have that faith that he showed us to walk in because he said he was sending the Holy Spirit to walk alongside us. And if we have the Holy Spirit, it's not us, but the Spirit in us that we allow by when he prompts us. He never pushes us into anything feel pushed. It's not the Holy Spirit, it's another spirit. But if we're being drawn to someone, we, we've got to move if we know it. Because you can feel the Spirit of God. You can feel the Spirit of God when you're a child of God and you know it lines up with His Word because He wants me to do something good for this person. He wants me to buy this guy's cup of coffee and just tell him, God bless you. And, 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 and tell him, just pass it on. So many people be buying coffee. Oh man, I'll catch you next time. You know, you, you know, you'll see me again, man. <laughs> you know, pass it on, pay it forward. Put, you know, and we we allow the spirit to move us, and we move with the spirit. We can create a chain reaction. We can create a chain reaction to where, you know, next time you're in the store, somebody out of the blue will come and say, "I got your coffee." I'm like praise God, and maybe coffees and smiles all over, you know, all over the city, next thing you know, because just a little gesture. It, it's not always about preaching God's word, but speaking the truth, because he'll say thank you, and I go, no, God bless you. And Jesus loves you. God blessed you. God put it on my heart to buy you that coffee. And they'll go, well, God bless you too. I'm like, and some of them will go, eh, whatever. You know, but that's not up to me, their response, and I can't get upset with their response, which I still battle with on, and, and that's what I've been praying the last couple of weeks, you know, that the Holy Spirit would just help me to renew my mind and, and, and just to keep my heart soft, to keep me walking in your presence, not to let me fall behind and have to catch up, fall behind and have to catch up fall behind and have to catch up because my walk until the past few years <laughs> was kind of up and down. It was up and down. I would be in God's Word then I would be doing things I know I shouldn't be doing and get convicted by the Holy Spirit and go, ah, that's not God. But we know when God's speaking because He's going to lead us away from evil Confronting evil, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to skip around in here. I'm going to read verse 1 and then I'll skip down to verse 9. It says, But realize this that in the last days difficult times will come. In verse 9. Through 17 says, But they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all of us. It's also of those two came to be. He was talking about Janus and John, John Breeze, who opposed Moses. It says, But you follow my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch at Enconium, and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. And indeed, all who desire
desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, but evil men and impostors will, will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. Then in chapter 4 he says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instructions. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. We're to reprove, rebuke, and exhort any false doctrine. If we're out anywhere and somebody's speaking nonsense, we should proclaim the truth. We shouldn't argue. We shouldn't argue it, but we should lovingly, basically, I think, I think the word is admonish, and that to lovingly correct is what admonish means, I believe. It's we're to lovingly correct people especially brothers and sisters. We're obligated to speak the truth, but we're obligated to love people, but especially those in the house of God. We've got somebody we sit beside in church all day or every week or somebody that we grew up knowing from church. How can we not Make sure they understand the truth, the full truth, not, not the watered-down version, but, for, but the full truth that we are to live pleasing to God. If, if we have His Holy Spirit in our heart, we're going to live in turmoil if we're not walking in His way, if we're joining in the deeds of darkness instead of standing against them, instead of exposing them for what they are. We are going to have so much that's going to cause anxiety. It's going to cause oh man, I should have, I should have done it. I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. Pray that God will give us the strength next time to stand up. But we've got to learn to stand up for Jesus, stand up for Christ in His truth. In Titus chapter one, and I know that. Paul was writing these to Timothy and to Titus, these letters, but they're for all of us. And that's why they were recorded and put in this Bible, because they're for every believer. But Titus chapter 1, we'll start at verse 10. For 
there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this cause, reprove them severely that they may be sound in the, in the faith, not paying attention to the Jewish myths and the commandments of men who turn away from the truth. To the, to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny Him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. Chapter 2, verse 1 says, But as for you, speak things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Regardless of who we're around, we need to speak the truth. We've got to stand on the truth. We can't let that stuff get in us. And if we don't confront it, a little bit of it's going to seep in. If we don't stand up and go, no, this is what God's Word says. This is how we're to live. Not, oh, it's okay. If, it's okay. God will forgive you. Yeah, He'll forgive you if you come to Him with a contrite and broken heart over it. But if you think that you can just walk any way you want to walk through this world and be pleasing to God, it ain't happening. That's not what God's Word says. It, 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 it doesn't say we can run wild and think we're pleasing God and, th and think we're going home. Because in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, we go there. We can't do it on our own. <coughs> because it is a spiritual battle and we can't fight it in the flesh. Ephesians chapter 6, starting verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. It doesn't say that that is pretty much says to me that you may be able to resist in the evil day, which means that day's coming. Amen. That day's coming, and it, it's getting closer and closer. It says, and having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petitions, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert 
with all the with all perseverance and petitions for all the saints. Let me read verse 19 too. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. We all need need to ask that boldness that when he wants to use us that we'll be bold enough to allow him to use us and to step up regardless. I remember um, Pastor Fernando telling me one time he was in New York on the bus. He was about 19. He said, God, he said, stand up and start preaching. Preach the gospel. He's like, he said, it was like crowded. People weren't able to sit down and stuff. And he said, God, went on his heart. You stand up. You know, the Holy Spirit moved him. Stand up and preach. He said he was scared to death, but he did it. is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So when we feel weak, then we're strong if we put our hands in God's hands, allow Him to use us and, and not try to do things in our own strength. As I say, that guy over there looks like he needs salvation. God's not walking over there with me. He's, he's with me, but he's not going to speak my thoughts because I'm being a respectful person but if we're walking with the Lord we're eating his word we're making it part of who we are allowing him to write it on the tables of our heart then it's become natural to walk it out and allow him to use us because if his word is on the table of our hearts we're going to be totally yielded
has to be written in our hearts. Because, you know, Rome, Rome was supposedly the greatest empire ever. And Rome fell. And, 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 and pride comes before the fall. And I've had a lot of people talk and um, America ain't going nowhere. America's going to be fine. Yeah. Rome was fine. Trust God, regardless of what comes, what may come, what it may not come. But if you read His Word, we know the signs. We don't know the times. We don't need to know the times. We just need to know who holds time in His hands. Put it in His hands and trust Him, and have faith that His Word is true. Heed His Word. Dig in his word. Allow him, the spirit, to write him in our hearts. Become who we are, his children. Right? We become his children. And if we know that, we know where we're going. We know that this is temporary. Because the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. So we need to make sure that we're right. We need to make sure friends, our family are right with Jesus. And, and, but we can't make them right. Only Jesus can. Not only the Holy Spirit can draw them, but we can speak the truth when given the opportunity and the Spirit prompts us. Hey, you hear what your brother was saying? You hear what your sister was saying? You know, and if, had, 